Hi, and welcome to Failureology, a podcast about engineering failures. I'm your host, Nicole. And I'm Brian, and we're both from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Welcome to our 10th mini failure episode. We're bringing you engineering failures in bite-sized pieces. Make no mistake, though. These are still significant failures, but they either have pretty straightforward causes or not enough information available for a full episode of Failureology. Essentially, we have a list of failures that we want to tell you about, but we haven't been able to dig up enough information on some of them to talk about them for 45 minutes. Which is why they're part of the mini failures. Yes. These episodes, they're just a failure. There's no news and there's no fake ad for now. At least might change. Haven't decided. It's like failureology light. And this week's mini failure is about the Florida Lando Lake sinkhole. The Florida Lando Lake sinkhole is located near Tampa, St. Petersburg, Florida. Approximately 30,000 people live there today, and it was a community that grew rapidly in the 90s when it went from 7,800 residents to over 20,000 residents. This incident occurred on July 14, 2017, on Ocean Pines Drive. At 7.21 a.m., a 911 call is received for a boat sinking into the ground. Boats are supposed to be in water and not supposed to be sinking into the ground. But that's what happens in this 911 call. Then, a house falls into the sinkhole. Not good. And then, that's not good. If, you're, if your house is doing any sort of moving, that's not good. Well, unless it's supposed to move. I mean, that people do live in houses that move. What if you live in a houseboat? This is a good point. Actually, speaking of houses and houseboats and things in the water that are houses, I was taking the ferry back from Victoria to Vancouver, so on the on the western side of Canada, and you know, so there's, there's other boats that you can see from the ferry, and there there was a boat that was transporting a house. Like this was not somebody's little tiny shack that was on a boat, but like a four thousand square foot house was on this on this barge. Um, sort of being towed by by tugs like it it looked like a super nice house and i i imagine that if you have the amount of money that you can just move your house by via barge you can probably afford a very large house i I was just impressed by that you could move a house that was that big over the water to whatever island i guess this person had purchased or a plot of land on an island yeah when i was little I, i grew up on a farm and when i was little we relocated this one, I think it used to be a grain bin, but we ended up turning it into what we called the shop where we would do, my dad would do woodworking and, and such. Um, we relocated that from one farm to ours when I was just a little kid and we drove it. It got to like ride down the road on a truck. It was really, really cool. I honestly, though, I've never been atta- so attached to a house that I would relocate it. I would just, I would just build a different house. Um, but it could have been that it's cheaper. Well, so what I was, so what I was thinking that, that yeah, it, was, it may be cheaper to build an entire house offsite. Yeah, and then barge it to your exclusive private island. Yeah, have you watched um, Off the Grid? which is a HGTV channel show where they build different types of houses uh, off the off the grid, off the power grid and the grid of services. I have not watched that show, but the response to the question that most people ask or to the question I get asked is, have you seen this show? It is almost 100% no, because I'm terrible at watching TV oh. outside of sports. Well, because they do some like pre-manufactured builds. Uh, also, like tiny houses also get built off-site. Anyways, that was not what was happening here. This was a regular standard house that's supposed to stay on the ground and it fell into a sinkhole. And then not only one fell into the into the sinkhole, two houses yeah. fell into the sinkhole so far. So far. 
Yeah. Um, so it even took a section of Ocean Pines Drive with it. And when you look at Google Maps, if if you can't tell, I, I love looking up these failures like this on Google Maps to see what they look like and try to get a visual for, for what you can see. You can even do street view. It's very cool. Um, so the road no longer runs straight through like it used to. It stops on either side of the sinkhole. And you can do that. You know, you can take that little yellow person and and put yourself on the edge of that sinkhole and look at it. It's all fenced off. It's actually really interesting. Again, rabbit hole. I went down for about 30 minutes looking at that. Oh boy. Can you walk all the way around the sinkhole or can you just go to no. each side of the sinkhole and look at it? There isn't a road around it because the, the road used to run straight through. And so, I mean, you could if there was roads around it, but there isn't. So yeah, you can only, you can stand on either side. Oh, okay. I'm surprised nobody's, nobody's flown a drone or something over it. Obviously there's some- Oh, they have. Some permitting issues for flying. Oh, oh, they have. Okay, well, well, never mind then. I guess it's just not part of the, the Google Maps interface. No, but if you want to go down the YouTube rabbit hole, uh, we'll provide a link. There's some pretty cool videos. We'll provide a link in our show notes to some of those YouTube videos, and there's links to lots more. So uh, there's definitely some drone footage um, that I looked at as well, which is really kind of freaky because you can nice. you go over and you look straight down into the sinkhole, which just kind of... Uh, well, watching it on your computer is fine, but I wouldn't want to, it seemed, I don't know, it seemed kind of freaky. Nicole is not a big fan of the heights. Not really, no. Well, and sinkholes are kind of freaky too. Like, I, I don't want to get sucked into one. Through your computer? Well, no, I, I, through my computer was fine. But if I was in it real life looking at it, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't go swimming in it. Let's just say that. I wouldn't go swimming in the sinkhole. Well, it's fenced off, so you can't go swimming. I know, but it ate two houses. I'm a lot smaller than a house. Yes, I, I would hope so. <laughs> Anyways. So the sinkhole started as a small depression between the two houses that it that it ate, um, and it at its peak it expanded to seventy nine meters wide, and it was estimated to be about fifteen meters deep. That's really wide and really deep. Yes. So, in addition to the two homes that it ate, essentially, uh, at least five more surrounding houses were condemned, and all of those people had to leave had to leave their space. By 2020, some of those homes were deemed uncondemned and those people were allowed to return and start on repairs to their house. Because, you know, they may not have gone all the way to the sinkhole, but their foundation definitely shifted and adjusted. And so there were probably some pretty significant repairs that those people had to make to their houses. I would think so. But at the same time, too, if, if I had a house on the edge of the sinkhole, I don't know if I'd be super keen on returning to my home after that. Like this, this just happened one day where it just ate two houses in a boat. What if this sinkhole gets hungry again and wants to eat my house? Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is when you when you go down that Google Maps rabbit hole and you start looking at it, you realize that it's just the land kind of looks like Swiss cheese. So there's a lot of different small canals and waterways and little pieces of land everywhere. So it's almost like you go down your street and both sides of the street are have water access and it kind of meanders its way through that whole area like it's called land of lakes for a reason and so looking at that i mean hindsight's 2020 but i'm not overly surprised that there was water issues that led to a sinkhole or some other type of erosion just because of the amount of water uh, that you're dealing with in that kind of area Go down the Google Maps rabbit hole. I, I promise you it's a good time. Or maybe a bad time. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I can condone this activity of going down the, the Google Maps rabbit hole for the sinkhole. <laughs> we just live in a place where it's very cold, but we don't have sinkholes, at least that I'm aware we of. We don't have sinkholes. In this, in this area. We don't have tornadoes. Warm. Well, we 
don't have very many tornadoes. Very rare. We don't have hurricanes. We don't have earthquakes. So yeah, it gets really cold in the winter, but like, so what? No, no, we, we've had tornadoes and we've also had earthquakes. But they're not super common. We don't live in Tornado Alley. This is true. We have like one tornado every decade or every few years. The odd, very low intensity earthquake. Certainly no hurricanes. We're fairly far inland. Yeah. I feel like as far as natural disasters go, we, we're in a pretty good spot. We're not we're not completely immune. There There's a risk. I would say there's varying degrees of risk everywhere. But it's not like we're California that's going to drop off into the ocean one day. Whenever that's supposed to happen. If it ever happens, I don't know. I mean, I assume at some point, geologically, far, far into the future, that, that may happen. Yeah. I mean, I saw 2012. Yeah. There's a cartoon documentary about it, right? With Bugs Bunny and... Elmer Fudd. Oh, really? And a big saw. Or, oh, I didn't know that. That's funny. Well, not really, but... Yeah, they, 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 they take a big saw and they, and they... Yeah, Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny, they have a saw and they saw off California or Florida. One of the one of the two, I remember thinking it was hilarious as a kid when I was growing up. And then I learned all about seismic activity and tectonic plates and <laughs> realized that actually is a possibility. But back to this incident. Back to the, the sinkhole incident. So this is not an isolated incident in this county, and, and the county had been keeping track of this sort of thing um, since 2003, um, and there have been 336 reports of sinkholes uh, between 2003 and 2017. So this was not by any means an isolated problem. It's over, you know, if we average it out, and, and I don't know if, if sinkhole activity is one of those things that you can average out over the, the time period, but it's over 20 sinkholes a year in this in this 14 year span which to me seems like a lot of sinkholes yeah it works out to about two a month which is a lot that doesn't make me feel better about this there's so many sinkholes that it has a nickname instead of tornado alley it's just called sinkhole alley which i don't know knowing that i don't know if that's a place i just pick up and move to a place called sinkhole alley like it, it seems like you're you're moving into this danger area of places or of, of things that eat houses and boats. and Like I said before, every house in the area, in the town or city, I think backs, almost every house, if not every house, backs onto a waterway of some kind. So that's what people are attracted to. You have basically everyone has water access. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised it grew the way that it did. But yeah, some, yeah I, this is a bit of an oversight here. I was just wondering too, um, on the insurance side of things, like can people even get insurance for for this sort of thing? Like obviously, this is a, this is a no one, no one has it. I know you know trying to find house insurance for various things. There's certain natural events and disasters, I guess, that you know insurance doesn't cover, or if you want them covered, it it it's a substantial amount of of increase in your premium just to cover something like this. Like I, I'm wondering, since the sinkholes are a no one thing, if, if it would be much more difficult to obtain insurance, or even if you could obtain insurance for something like this. Um, either way, this does not seem like a place that, that I would want to move. So like we mentioned, it, it's known as Sinkhole Alley, and that's because this sits on top of porous limestone. Um, the groundwater flows through, and over time, this, this erodes, which leads to sinkholes. So while sinkholes are a bit of a, a natural occurrence in Florida, they can be made worse by intensive groundwater pumping for, you know, things like irrigation or domestic water consumption or work above grade that overall just destabilizes this, this limestone. So they're not in a, they're not in a great spot to start. And then all of these things that we do for day-to-day life, it just makes a whole situation worse. Yes. 
And so if you're wondering how this qualifies as an engineering failure, we're getting to that part. So the Lando Lake sinkhole is considered a cover collapse sinkhole, which refers to the soil above the limestone giving way, usually in a rather abrupt manner over a couple hours. At the time of the collapse, Florida had just emerged from a drought, and then they went pretty much from a drought state to consistent rainfall at the end of June of of that year. And when the water levels drop and then heavy rain saturates that dry ground, uh, the ground is just much more likely to give way. And so what what's happening or what appears to have happened, and we did find a really interesting visual uh, image to help understand that. So again, we'll put that link in our show notes. The soil above the limestone starts to erode away, uh, but you can't see it. It's happening underground. So the surface level may stay the same, but underground where the soil meets the limestone, that soil at the bottom is just slowly eroding away and it's falling into the small cavities and collecting in between the limestone. Over time, the soil erodes more and more and creates a cavity under the surface until one day it just gives way and the sinkhole is formed. So when you're building infrastructure in types of places like Land O'Lakes, you know, erosion is a really, really common thing that people need to deal with when they're building buildings. And it seems to an extent that that was completely overlooked here. I don't know the building code in Florida. I can't say for sure if there wasn't something done and then the situation got worse and they, you know, what they had planned for wasn't enough. Like, for example, you maybe you plan for a one in 10 year storm because that's what the code requires. And then a one in 50 year storm happens and, you know, what you put in just isn't enough. Like, I, I don't know what they did to overcome this, um, but whatever they did, it, it it wasn't enough because it, this the sinkhole ate two houses and there's clearly a lot of sinkholes. So I'm, I'm hoping that after this happened that Land Lakes and other places in Florida have made some pretty significant changes to their, uh, to their civil code, to their structural code, to their geotechnical code and their dewatering plans to handle, uh, this type of, this type of natural occurrence and prevent it from, you know, eating anyone else's house. Yeah. It's very unfortunate if your house gets eaten, especially at 20 after seven in the morning. Like that's, that's just a not good start to your day. Or if you do shift work overnight, that's not a good way to end your day either. No, no, not fun. So there you have it. The Lando Lake sinkhole in Florida. A giant sinkhole that swallowed two houses, a boat, and condemned several more houses. Thanks for listening to this mini failure episode. For our regular episodes, check out Failurology wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to chat with us, our Twitter handle is at Failurology. You can email us at thefailurologypodcast at gmail.com. You can connect with us on LinkedIn, or you can send us a message on Patreon. And there's links to all of these in the show notes. Bye, everyone. Talk soon.